Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous Podcast yet on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. <laughs> if you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because I change everybody's voices. Uh, you don't have to be anonymous, though, on my show. If you're out and proud of your lifestyle that you lead, that's cool, too. But if you want to be anonymous, I do change voices. People make up phony names. You could call me from a phony number. I don't care even to know who... You are when you call in. I don't do intel. I don't want to see your pic of your face or anything like that. I just want to hear your true story. So if you have an interesting, naughty, uh, true story that you want to talk about while be while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, you could be on my show. Go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. If you want to call into my confessions hotline and leave a confession, you can. The number is 347-420-3579, 347-420-3579. Those are edited. The voices are changed over there. I take out phone numbers if you leave them. Just make sure you're in a quiet place. You got four minutes to leave a message if you need longer. Just call back. I edit them together. Uh, all of those anonymous confessions are on my Patreon. You're going to want to go join my Patreon, not only to listen to all those anonymous confessions. There's hundreds of them on there. You get all the anonymous pics of all of my hot female guests who have been on the show. They all send me hot, sexy pics of themselves. Those are on my Patreon. You get Q&As where I answer all kinds of questions. But the best thing that you get on my Patreon that people love the most is access to my private discord where everybody's getting super naughty x-rated you could do whatever you want on discord it's a place where my the people that are on it could post their own stuff and get x-rated you could email people post stuff talk to people post videos people are hooking up on there i am getting emails all the time oh so and so i hooked up with so and so i don't get involved in my discord but there's a big community over there over 1800 people you only get access to it if you join my Patreon and it's only $5 a month for all of that. I really keep saying I'm going to raise it, but I'm like, why raise it? So many people join for five. Why not keep it super cheap so that a million people sign up and everyone has effing fun? The link to my Patreon will be in the description. It's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. It's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. I will leave all the links and the phone number and the email and all that shit in the description. So today I have on Lou. I liked Lou from the minute he got on the phone. Lou's a great storyteller. Okay. I can hear me say practically one word. Okay. There was that one point where during the middle of the conversation where he was like, can you still hear me? Because he listens to my show and he knows that I'm always interrupting and I wasn't saying anything. I'm like, yeah, I can hear you, but you're just like telling such a great story. He is a guy that's older now. He's 54. But when he was younger, he did all kinds of stuff. He was very much in the lifestyle. With his first wife, he realized he wanted to play and he goes through 
all of that. If where he is now, right now, he does talk about the fact that he wants to get it back involved in the lifestyle. He's a single guy. His wife died about six years ago, but now he feels ready to get back into the action. So we start there talking about that, how he feels about getting back in, how he had some ED problems and how he fixed them. That's something that we talk about right in the beginning. That's super interesting. Okay. Because he talks about listening to a guest that I had on that helped him. And he talks about the specific thing that that guy told him about that actually worked. Okay. So if you have any kind of getting it up and keeping it up issues, you want to listen to the beginning. And then he gets into how he got involved in the lifestyle and he does a whole bunch of reminiscing. When he was very young, he was always hypersexual. He talks about how he had this friend that used to have threesomes with a guy and a girl and that turned him on. And then he found a porn of his first wife where she was like fucking a black guy and he like realized he was like super hard, like jealous, but also super hard at the time. And those were the things that made him realize like this is something that he's fucking into. He wound up having a threesome with a woman with that roommate, the guy who told him about threesomes and he loved it. He loved banging a girl with his buddy. And then when he met his second wife, the one he got involved in the lifestyle, they started talking about the stuff that he has done and they started hooking up with his old roommate and ha- started having threesomes. And they had a lot of threesomes and then they and they hooked up with a lot of people. His girl was always finding people. He talks about very specific scenarios. They're all in this episode. He just went on and on. I didn't have to say anything. Eventually, after they fucked all their friends and people that they knew, they eventually started going to swingers clubs and that's when they started to do like their first full swap. He talks about that and all the good stuff that they did together. And then we come full circle to where he's at now, a single guy wanting to get into back into the lifestyle because his wife has passed and he's solo. And that's the whole thing. He tells a great story. He's very detailed. There's a beginning, a middle and an end. It's a great episode. So I'm going to be get right to it and be right back on with Lou. This is the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Uh, hi, Lou. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today? I'm fantastic, Kathy. Thank you for having me on. No, thanks for coming on. Lou, you are a former swinger. You've been in the lifestyle. You've done a lot of things. Uh, I, I think we're going to be doing some reminiscing here. We're going to talk about your time in the lifestyle. I know you want to get back into it. I mean, that's where you're at now, right? Yes, yes, yes. I've been out of the game in a while, so I'm, I'm trying to get myself back into it. Okay, well, how long... Okay, let me ask you this. Let's start with where you're at now, and then we'll go back. How long have you been out of the lifestyle? It's been about six years. Okay, and now were you in it because you were with a wife or a partner, and that ended? I mean, what? how come you stopped six years ago? Well, it's 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 kind of brings it down. I lost my uh, second wife six years ago. She passed away. And it was kind of sudden, and I'm a single parent now. So, yeah, after she passed, I really just had to get some stuff together. It took me a little while to get back to where I was like, yeah, I really want to do it again. And that's where I'm at now. I'm just like, okay, I've kind of got it behind me a little bit. I would really like to get back into it again. So, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. But, like, now you're looking to get back in, right? As a single guy, I think it's harder to do, don't you think? Yeah, oh, yes, it definitely is. Being a little older, there's there's other issues, and, and I'll just go ahead and confess. I've, I've had some issues with ED, and I've kind of worked through that. From 
listening to some some people on your show they actually had some some pointers out there and i tried some of it and it actually worked which ones because i think that that's super helpful for other people i love that you know i actually meant to go back and look and see which episode it was so i could give him a shout out but it was the guy that started doing the prostate massage he was having some problems with ed he really studied it he started doing some prostate massages stuff then he started getting into his wife pegging him and stuff oh, which i haven't gotten that far that was the best <laughs> but that guy was the best his name was paul i'm gonna give out his episode because i loved his episode i thought it was so important yeah, it was because a really good one. yeah because what was great about him was he was like this super straight dude right that had issues and he kept it from his wife the whole time right and he was on a mission to fix his issues and on that mission to fix his ed issues he got into like anal play and started having prostate orgasm so his to me his episode was filled with so much good stuff I mean there was a lot of like interesting stories but there was those a lot of solutions right he talked about all the things he did to help his ED what tips did he give you that you use that were that worked it was pretty much it was the prostate massage thing it was the main thing yeah and it was really funny now I, I mean I've done other stuff I quit smoking cigarettes and I started working out again and getting in shape and that helped a lot but I really saw a difference after I first tried the, the anal massage or the prostate massage. And I didn't have any toys or anything, so it's crazy. I just bought some gloves and some lube and, and just tried it out and watched some other videos on maybe how to do it. And I did it. Kathy, it's funny. I did it two nights in a row. And on the third morning, I woke up with a rock-hard dick. I couldn't believe it. I was like, son of a bitch, I hadn't seen this in a while. And so I was like, oh, wow. So automatically I started trying to do it. And I don't really get into it. I do it for the ED thing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I really started seeing some some progress with that. And it led me. And that's what kind of was like, well, hey, if I quit smoking, if you do this and you do that, then that might help. And sure enough, before I knew it, I was kind of not my 30-year-old or 20-year-old self, but to where I felt confident, I was like, hey, man, you might be able to get back into the game and and do this stuff and get to get back in the lifestyle. So it really, it really motivated me and helped me. I love that. His episode was 707. I think that that's awesome to know. I mean, listen, Butter Wellness sponsors my show and they have this great prostate massager that guys could use externally. And the whole thing behind it is not just to have a prostate orgasm, but to help ED, right? Because it does change the game and you just did it with your hands and it worked in three days so I think that that is such a great tip but let's go back to your history in the lifestyle so you know when did you get into the lifestyle was it with wife number one wife number two was it when you were single well and I take some of these terms from listening to your show I love your show and I listen to it and I've heard other callers use terms but I think I was also a, a hypersexual person from as a kid by the time I got out of high school, I'd already had sex with 10 girls. Oh, my God. And which, which <laughs> I was, was having sex lot, in high school, know? too. Yes. Yeah. You <laughs> know, and I mean, I knew other guys that I graduated with, and they had never had sex with anybody. So I was kind of like, wow, I can't believe I've had sex with so many people. <laughs> but some people are really picky about who they slept with. Yeah. So anyway, I, I get out of high school, and I went and got my old apartment, started playing in bands. I'm a guitar player. Mm -hmm. Started playing in some bands, and somewhere in 1995, I met my first wife, Liz. Mm -hmm. And Liz was a beautiful woman. She was like five seven, long blonde hair, blue eyes, fair skin, 
she was five years older than me and she already had a kid. And I don't know, we started hanging out and she, she had been around. I knew some guys and they were telling me, man, she's been with a lot of dudes. She's kind of got a, a slut kind of reputation. And I was like, dude, I don't care. It's all good. I, I didn't care about it. I wasn't judging her. I liked her. I thought she was a cool chick. And so, yeah, we start hanging out and it was actually funny. My first wife was the one that probably actually I have to give credit to to taught, taught me how to have, well, how to fuck just to say that. Yeah. Because she would do doggy style. She would ride it. She liked you to slap her ass and grab her and she loved to talk dirty. A lot of the girls I had before that, they were never like that. It was all just plain vanilla yeah. sex. So yeah, she's, she's actually like, we're fucking. And it was actually funny. I'm going to do a little foreshadowing here. One night I was over here. We'd only been going out for a couple months. And I was hanging out at her place. And her phone rings. She goes to answer it. And she walks into the kitchen and has like a private conversation. It was just like for a minute or two. It wasn't long. And she comes back in. And she sits down and starts saying, it's just, it's a black guy I met at work. And he was talking about another job I could he was going to try to get me to make more money. She's a single mom, so she's trying to make more money. I'm like, oh, it's all good. Just tell me it's all good, no problems. And I never thought anything else about it. So somewhere in 1996, she and I got married. We'd been married, I don't know, six, seven, eight months, something like that. Everything was going good. We were, we were doing good. And she was going to go off on the weekend with her grandmother, her mom, her sister, and her daughter, like on a women's retreat they got a house at the beach or something i, I don't know why. and i was like yeah that's cool so i had the house to myself for the weekend and i get off of work on a friday and i've got some beers i think i had a little bit of weed or something and uh, i started snooping around and i get into her closet and i find a, a shoe box that's got vhs tapes in there and i look at it and i'm like oh it's porn oh sweet it's porn okay finish this sentence in 2024, I deserve a sex life that is what? What comes to your mind? Don't be afraid to say it or think it because whatever it is, you deserve it. And Dipsy can help you get there in new and sexy ways. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories. No matter what you're into or what turns you on, Dipsy has something for you. Whether you're into straight stories or queer stories, threesomes or more some stories, you're going to find it on Dipsy. There are literally hundreds of stories to choose from and they release new content every week so there's always something new to explore. They also have sleep stories, wellness sessions, written stories, and my favorite feature, which is the jump to the action button. So if you're super horny and you want to get right to it, you just press a button and it's going to take you right to where the action starts. So what are you waiting for? Go get Dipsy. And for listeners of this show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash strictly anon. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash strictly anon. Dipsystories.com slash strictly anon. Or just go to the description and click on the link. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. 
Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. <laughs> it's just some generic 1990s porn, kind of it's a guy and a girl getting it on. I'm like, oh, cool. And I'm just kind of hanging out, and I start looking through the other tapes, and I find it, it was just a plain tape, and on it, it said Marcus. I was like, yeah, I wonder what this is. So I take out the first tape, and I put in this tape. And it starts off, and it's in our bedroom, because I moved into Liz's apartment when we moved in together and got married. And I noticed it's her old bed. And Liz is sitting on the bed, and she's wearing like a lacy bra, lacy panties, and some thigh-high black stockings, and a little lace thing, shawl or something, whatever you call it, over her shoulders. And I hear a voice, and it says, hey, this is, this is beautiful Elizabeth. And she's hanging, kind of giggling and stuff. And he asks her if she's ready. And I'm just kind of like, what the fuck's going on? Well, the dude comes and gets into the scene of the camera, and it's a black guy. And he's a big black guy. He's all ripped up, muscly. He's got the pecs and the, the six-pack. And he goes and sits on the bed, and they just kind of are hanging out, and they start making out. And they start getting it on. He he takes her bra off and starts messing with her tits. He grabs her hand and makes him grab his cock. And you can tell this dude's fucking huge, man. So anyway, they start getting into it. And he you can tell the guy's kind of concentrating on the camera to get good angles and stuff. And uh, they start off missionary. And it was... The thing I remember were the noises, the noises she started making. I was like, oh, my God. And it starts off slow. They're talking to each other, this and that. She's telling them how fucking big he is to go slow. And before I know it, within five minutes or so, it's straight up animalistic, hard fucking, man. They're just going at it. And this dude's putting her in all positions. He's making her ride it. He gets her doggy style, and he moves her in certain positions. Like for one doggy style, he's got her face facing the camera and mm-hmm. slapping her ass, talking shit. She, oh, my God, the, the noises this woman was making. <laughs> and I'm tripping out. I'm thinking, this is my wife. I've made love or had sex with her a hundred times, and she's never sounded like this. Yeah. I just had never heard it before. And this goes on. This video is like, 30, 45, 30 or 45 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And it's and it never slows down. Every once in a while, it slows a little bit. They change positions, but it is just all that. Body slapping, hard sex. And she was on the peel. She was always on the peel. So he, he comes in her. He gets off in her. And anyway, he, they kind of do some talking and stuff. And he gets up and cuts off the tape. And that was all that was on the tape. There was nothing left. And I, I, Kathy, it was crazy. I had a, a big mix of emotions. I was jealous. I was kind of mad. But at the same time, I was hard as hell. It was the sexiest I'd never, even on any porn I'd ever seen. So after a while, I started putting it together. I was like, oh, I bet you that's that black guy. And I bet you it was before I saw her. And then maybe, I don't know what that relationship was. I never found out, never asked. And so I remember stepping outside and smoking a cigarette and was just kind of thinking about it. And 
I, I don't know. I, before I knew it, I went back in there, rewound it, and watched it again. And <laughs> I actually jacked off to it. And I, that weekend she was gone. I think I watched that thing maybe six or seven times. I, it was just it was such a big turn on for me. And before I knew it, I wasn't really mad. I was more just curious, you know. And, yeah. Um, but, you know, she came home. I didn't say anything about it. I didn't want her to know I was snoop, snooping in her shit or found out something about her or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, we had sex like crazy that weekend. She was actually <laughs> laughing at me saying, you must have really missed me or something. I'm going to start going off more often. So I guess about a year and a half after that, I got sick. Um, I had to have some surgery and do some radiation. I lost a lot of weight. Our sex life went down the drain for a little while. Got through that, started getting getting back in shape and getting my weight back on. We started having sex again. And it was actually funny. During that time, I'm going to do another little foreshadowing here. I was working with a guy who would end up being my future roommate. And on this job, it was just you and another guy. And you just had job after job and you worked until you got all the jobs done. So we had been working together all day. And on the way back to the shop, he starts telling me about a story about when he was in the Marine Corps and had a threesome with his wife with another dude. And he goes into great detail. And I don't know why it totally turned me on. I was over there with a chubby while he's telling me all this. Mm-hmm. And I've never said anything about the video or nothing like that. And I don't know. It was just weird. Stuff started getting in my head. Before I knew it, I started... From that story, and, and probably from, I'm sure, the video, I really started wanting to see my wife have sex with somebody else. And I really kind of wanted to see her with this dude, my future roommate. I was like, so I started trying to mention things about it to her. Just a little offhanded stuff here and there. Have you ever thought about doing this? Have you ever thought about doing that? And she would get pissed about it. So it was really going nowhere. We weren't really getting along. Um, before I knew it, I found out she was cheating on me. And uh, I just, yeah, I found out she was cheating on me. It wasn't with the black guy. It was, it was with the white dude. I didn't ask a lot of questions. I kind of found out. I just packed my stuff. And my future roommate started hitting me up about me and him getting a place. Mm-hmm. So we start looking at some places. And we find a house and place. And it's a nice house, nice neighborhood. And he's really trying to sell it to me, man. He's like, dude, it's going to be fucked this 2,000, man. We're going to have so many women over here and doing some shit and we're doing this. I'm like, yeah, man, cool. Yeah. So we, we moved into the house. And I'm going to tell you, the brother wasn't lying. It, it ended up being everything he was saying it was going to be. I started playing in bands again. Started having some people come by. And it was, it was kind of a big party thing. And I guess we had lived there just a few months. And he came home one day and walks into my room. And he said, what's up? How's your day? This and that. I was like, it's cool. Yeah. And we're talking a little bit. And he said, would you be down to have a threesome tonight? And I was like, dude, I hadn't been laid in a year since me and my wife split up. So, uh, hell yeah, I'm down for a threesome. And he's like, well, I got this chick coming up. And she says she's down to have a threesome with him. And I'm like, hell yeah. And it was actually funny. I didn't know what to expect of what girl was going to come over. So it gets later that evening. get a knock at the door. The girls, I'll call her Tracy. She shows up, and Kathy, she was fine as hell. She had this long, straight brown hair, brown eyes. She was even wearing the yoga pants that a lot of girls weren't wearing back then, and she was fine as hell. So we end up having a threesome. 
God Almighty, I bet you we all screwed for maybe two hours. And she was doing it all. She would do anal. She did DP. I mean, it was just, it was just crazy hot sex. Mm -hmm. And I was hooked. That's where I was hooked. And I was constantly always trying to get into some sort of threesome or something like that. And it was usually with my roommate. But yeah, from that moment when I was hooked and where I would say my lifestyle got started. Okay. So we're getting different girls over there and it gets to be kind of a pretty common thing. Um, uh, I don't know, some stuff got crazy. They had a an ecstasy party. We made friends with some some strippers and stuff and they came over and before I knew it, um, uh, me and Bert were having a threesome with a girl and these other two strippers who were lesbians came in the, in the room and we were all in just in this same room just having sex. It's just kind of crazy. But e- anyway, somewhere in there, I ended up telling my roommate about the, the my first wife and the, and the tape I saw. Mm-hmm. And I even confessed to him, I really wanted to watch you two fuck. After I heard you tell me that threesome story and this and that, I was really wanting to see that happen. And we just kind of talked about that and everything. And I don't know, I, I was lit. He was my roommate for about five years. So I'm thinking like in 2005, I decided to go ahead and move on out. And then I met Vicky and I was 15 years older than she was. And she was the most beautiful freaking girl I'd ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> I couldn't even look at her the first time I saw her. And I really didn't want to talk to her. Yeah. And she really played on that. She could tell. So she was constantly coming to talk to me, make me talk to her. <laughs> and we got to be really good friends for a long time, but I never hit on her because I was like, man, I'm 15 years older than she is. She's fucking beautiful. There's no way she's going to have anything to do with me. So after a while, I decided I was going to quit the band and I was going to move again. And I was at a show and actually she comes to the show. And we went out on the dance floor and we're, and we're dancing and we're just talking. And I told her, I said, look, by the way, I'm going to quit this band. So you won't, if you come to the band room, I won't be there. And I'm also going to move. I'm going to get an apartment someplace. And she was kind of down about it. We we're trying to talk about how we can continue our friendship. And we were just talking. And somewhere in there, I said, me and you would make some beautiful fucking children. And she stopped right where she was at. And we talked about having kids. Well, Next thing I know, she and I are together. And we move into a place. It's not, everything is going great. And somewhere in there, we start talking about each other's sexual experiences. And I'm telling her about the, the threesomes I had with my old roommate and stuff like that. She had told me about some kind of, some sort of Halloween orgy that she was in not long after she graduated high school. Kind of a hot story, but I can't remember all the details to it. But anyway. So she had, she had been involved in stuff like that. And I, I asked her, would, would you be interested in never doing anything like that? And she was like, hell yeah. And I don't know, we, we started trying to maybe find somebody, somebody to swap with. Um, uh, she talked about some ex-boyfriends she had, and we tried to hook up with them, but nothing ever really worked out. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, it, was a, it was in the summer. We'd been together for a while. It was in the summer. And I get a phone call and it's my old roommate, Bert. And he's kind of back in town. He's got an apartment for the swimming pool and he invites me and Vicky to come over. And 
He's with another girl now, and the community can go over there, and we start hanging out with him at the pool, and I don't know, we got to where we started hanging out a little bit more and more with him and his girl, went out to some comedy clubs, and somewhere in there, I was thinking, I was like, if you're still interested in doing something like a threesome or something, I know Bert would be down to do that, because we've done it so many times, and she thinks about it, I'd be down to do that, I'd be down to do that. So I call him up and set up something. He, he can come by the next uh, Saturday. He's going to get away from his girl. And so he comes by and we're hanging out, having some drinks. Uh, we had a hot tub back then at our place, mine and Vicky's place. And we get in the hot tub. And one of Vicky's rules was when it gets stark, if you're in a hot tub, no clothes. So everybody, we're all in the hot tub naked. You know? And I don't know, we had been hanging out maybe about an hour or so. I was getting kind of anxious. Anyway, Vicky gets up and goes and get her another drink in the, in the house or something. I tell Bert, I was like, hey, man, why don't you go on in there and start trying to mess with her or something like that? Get something started and I'll walk in on you. And he's like, really? You're cool with that? And I was like, yeah, man. So he gets in there and I give him, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. And then I'll walk in and they're just kind of hanging out in the, in the kitchen, both naked, just talking. So I kind of hang out a little bit and I bring it up again to, but to Vicky and I was like, hey, I'm going to walk back here and use the bathroom. When I come back, I want to see something going on if we're going to do this. And I go, and sure enough, when I come back, they're sitting there kissing, and, and uh, Vicky is, is stroking his dick. So we all go into the bedroom, and Bert, Bert says, I, I got to eat it. I got to eat the pussy. So you know, he gets down and eats the pussy, and it was it was just a it was a really good experience. We did all I, I think we fucked for at least an hour. We both fucked her. I told him, dude, you can't come in her. Do not come in her. She's not on the field, nothing like that. He actually it was actually kind of funny because he was behind her doing her doggy at one point, and then he pulled out and went down. And I thought he was eating her pussy out, and. Vicky was sucking my dick, and she pulled off, and she looked, and she said, he is eating the hell out of my ass. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> and then she went right back to town even harder. But, oh, my God, I don't know how many times she got off that night. But we all got off. He he came all over, made a mess. She had to go in there and take a shower. He got dressed, decided he was going to go. He left. Vicky was kind of like, I can't believe you left. I'm going to tell him bye, da, 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 da. I said, well, I'm sure it's not going to be the last time. So it was a really great experience. And uh, I don't know, maybe a month. We didn't see him for a little while. And I guess it was about a month or two later, me and Vicky were, we were pregnant. And I guess for about a year or two or something like that, we didn't do anything. We just helped the baby. We bought a house. I had to do some work on the house. So we were really kind of busy with that. And it was probably, yeah, two years, a good two years, just in the conversation, like, we, we were both really wanting to get back into the lifestyle. She was having a good time with that. And so we start saying, yeah, man, let's, let's, let's put ourselves out there and see what we can do. So we got on SLS, the Swinger Lifestyle site. I think it's, it's what SLS stands for, mm-hmm. but. We put a profile out there and we're talking about it. We put some pics on there and we do a little profile on there. And I think it had been a, oh yeah. And we, we did a lifetime. We were like, yeah, we're dedicated. We're going to buy the lifetime membership (laughs) for a hundred dollars or whatever. So I guess it had been up for about a week 
and I get a message on Facebook Messenger, and it's my old buddy. Um, I'll call him John. It's my old buddy, John. I was actually, I've known him since I was a kid, friends as a teenager. I was actually his best man at his wedding. Mm-hmm. And he says, I think it was a link or a pick or something like that that he had took from there. And he was like, dude, is this you and Vicky? And I'm like, holy shit, he's got the SLS. He's on, he's on the swinger lifestyle thing. And I was at work, so I was like freaking out. I didn't answer him. And I'm trying to call Vicky and stuff after I knew she'd get up. And I finally went home at lunchtime and I'm, I'm like freaking out like, oh my God, my friend Jonathan, you know, somebody's found us on the Swinger Lifestyle stuff. And she's laughing at me. And she said, that was the whole point. That's what we were supposed to try to do. Yeah. So um, it was funny. Um, we start talking to them. And it's mainly Vicky setting it all up. I wasn't real big on hooking up with these guys just because... I knew him, and I really, I wasn't attracted to my friend's wife so much. She was, she was attractive. She was, you know, when, when they first got married, but she had had five kids. She had put on a lot of weight, and, but like before, I never was that picky. If it was going to be some pussy, I was down to get some. So anyway, we decide we're going to hook up with these guys, and they come into town. I get a room. We go out to eat. We go to a club, and I got to mention, when we started talking about doing the swinger thing, I was kind of worried about, I'm 40 by this time, and I was like, dude, I don't want to be the guy in the room that can't get his dick on. I do not want that to be me. I don't want to be the first one to come, and I don't want to be standing around watching everybody screw. So I go to the doctor, and I get a prescription for Viagra. And so anyway, we meet up with these guys, and I take one of these Viagra's with me for just in case. And I had a couple of drinks, a couple of rum and cokes, breakfast at this bar club kind of thing, and everybody's ready to go to the room. And I'm like, yeah, let me go to the bathroom real quick. So I go into the bathroom, and I've got it in this, this cigarette cell thing and stuff. So when I'm in there and I'm trying to take it out, it's making all this damn noise. And I start freaking out like everybody's thinking I'm in there doing coke or something. Yeah. So... I accidentally took the whole damn Viagra. I didn't mean to take all of it. You're not supposed to? Well, you can. It's not going to hurt you or nothing like that. But I normally didn't need that much. I could just take a little bite, a quarter off of one or something, and it would do plenty. Uh But I was just a little buzzed and got frazzled and ended up just taking the whole damn thing. So we get to the room, and automatically we all start getting naked. And it was actually funny. I was talking about how his wife had thrown a bunch of weight and wasn't that attracted to her. But when she got her clothes off, she was sexy as hell. She was a big girl, but she was cut just in the right way. Like her legs and her ass were perfectly shaped. Her belly was perfectly shaped up to her chest. She was freaking sexy as hell. I was like, oh my God, clothes do, do you no good. If you could walk around naked all the time, you would get looks all the time. Yes, that's so interesting. So, it, yeah, I mean, it was actually, I was just like, wow, but she really looks good naked. But anyway, so me and her start getting it on, and Vicky and my friend John start getting it on. And before I know it, me and his wife are, are, are fucking, we're just straight over there fucking. And I had a big old drunk, dumb, hard dick. <laughs> it was just no feeling. It was that full bag, right? And I'm just over here killing it. And my man over there can't get his dick on. 
Oh and, no. Yeah. Can't get his dick hard. Vicky's trying, Vicky's trying, and it just doesn't happen. And meanwhile, then his wife rubbing on the bed, just porno having sex, slapping her on her ass, talking shit. And I start kind of feeling bad. I'm like, man, Vicky's not getting any action. So I kind of go over there with her and um, uh, the wife goes down on Vicky while I'm fucking her from behind, which Vicky really wasn't into girls, but yeah, she would let, like, she would definitely let anybody get a pussy out anyway. So after a while, it's just obvious the husband, John's not going to be able to do anything. So we decided to call it a night. And we went, we went home. They stayed at the room. Vicky was pissed about it. She was carrying on about it. He had a little dick anyway. Now I wouldn't get hard. And she was, you go in there and wash that bitch off of you. She was just carrying on about it. And me and her ended up having sex. I never did get off that night. My dick was so hard. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, we definitely had that experience. We never really got back with those guys again, which they're, they're a fun couple. Because actually, that wife, is, she's like a BBB slut. She loves to be with black guys. And he sends her out all the time. So me and him were talking about that stuff all the time. And that was kind of in the conversation that he and I had for a while. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. We, we kind of had you know, a few more experiences. Vicky had a friend uh, named Melissa. And that was another time we, we did some swinging. She was married. And I think, actually, these guys had planned something without me knowing. And it was Vicky, her friend Melissa, and her husband, I call him Kevin. They all wanted to go out. So we go out. And I don't know, somewhere in there, the girls were just being very, very extra. You know, just, and I could tell something was going on. When we went to one club, you had to walk through uh, some bouncers and security, and they would, check you out, be sure you didn't have any guns or anything, no knives, no weapons. And I'll walk through, I'm the first one to walk through, and they check me out, and I'm like, okay, and I walk through, and I'm standing there waiting for Vicky to come through. And they pat down Vicky, and Vicky starts talking shit to him. It's two big black guys. And she says, I don't think you check me out good enough. I don't think you're looking out for the security of these people. I think you need to be more thorough. Well, man, they start filling her up, and I'm like, oh, shit. Here we go. It's going to be one of these nights. Now I'm not going to just go to the bar and get some drinks. So they had been kind of acting like that all night. I don't know. It got late. We closed the bar down. We closed the bar down. We're on the way back to our house. And me and the husband were in the front seat. And Vicky and Melissa were in the back seat. And Melissa starts going down on Vicky and eating her pussy. And I'm kind of turning around watching uh, Kevin's driving, kind of looking at it. And we finally get to our house. And when Vicky gets out of the car, she looks at Kevin and says, I want you to come in here and fuck me right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn. So we go into the house. And Kevin is a very jealous guy. He doesn't like anybody messing with his wife. But in our house, is kind of an open concept. You can go into the kitchen. It's like an open kitchen, living room. It's just a, like a little small bar that kind of separates it. So we all walk in the house, and Vicky automatically starts stripping off her clothes. And me and Melissa walk into the kitchen, and I got us some waters or something. We're just kind of standing there, and Kevin and, and Vicky start fucking on the sofa. And I tell you, I was really tripping out. This dude, he was a big dude. He was like 6'5", maybe 250 pounds. 
He had a little kick. He had a very little kick. And the drugs are getting it on, and I start rubbing on Melissa. And before I know it, she goes down on me and sucking my dick. And I pick her up after a little bit, and her husband keeps looking over his shoulder at us, like, what are we doing? And I bend her over to the little kitchen bar and start fucking her. And he, he didn't like it. He didn't like it at all. He starts huffing and puffing. So we walk over to the, uh, the couch, and me and Melissa fucked some more, and he's still getting pissed off about it. So we decided to swap back. So then it's me and Vicky fucking. Anyway, they they finished up. They're leaving, and me and Vicky are still fucking on the couch as they're walking out the door, and we're like, hey, yeah, I had a good time, and still fucking Vicky and everything. But... Uh, yeah, you know, that, was, that was another time we tried to, to do a swing, and it didn't quite work out the way you know we wanted it to. But but that happens. It was what it was. I mean, that's reality. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind you talking about those uh, those things too, right? It's like you want to show all sides. It's the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was we had a good time. There was a few times Melissa came over without her husband, and we hooked up with her. Vicky was totally cool with it. But I kind of knew Melissa really just wanted to get with Vicky. And I was just kind of in the mix. And uh, sometimes Vicky was in the mood. Sometimes she wouldn't. She would just let me and Melissa do our thing. And sometimes it was the three of us. It was just here and there. It's not like it happened every day or nothing. So there was another time. There was a, a buddy of mine. He was actually a singer in, in some bands. And we were, I was working with him on some stuff. And uh, in the band room one night, he was talking about some swinger stuff he was doing. All these chicks he was banging, and how he banged three chicks in one night, and this and that. So I come home, and me and Vicky are hanging out, and I'm talking, and I mention it to Vicky. I'm like, "Yeah, my buddy Jay, he says he's he's into this and into that. Maybe maybe we could bring him in or something if you'd be interested." And she's like, "Yes, let's talk to him." So Vicky actually reached out to him, and they want she told him, "I want you to take me out." So it was kind of funny because I was kind of worried other buddies were going to find out Jay was taking my girl out. And I was, I was cool with it. I didn't have a problem with it. So I think it was the next weekend. Vicky gets all dressed up. She was fine. as hell in a little mini skirt and a little cool ass rock and roll black t-shirt. But they, he picked her up and they went out for a while. And the plan was when they got back, we'd see if he'd be down to have a threesome or something. Mm-hmm. So he gets back and she's told him. She told me later, she told him in the car that we were wanting to have a threesome when he got back. He was not down with it. He didn't want to do it, which kind of confused me. I was like, I understand, dude. He was just telling me all the stuff that he's down to do and all the sex he's had and everything. Well, um, he, he refused to do it the first time. We brought him over the second time. He couldn't get his dick hard. Oh my God. That, this, it's weird that this does happen more often than it doesn't. I mean, a lot of people think, oh, you put a naked woman in front of a guy, he could always get hard. But a lot of times it's hard for guys to perform in this kind of a way. It is. And I'm, it was, and maybe he was under some pressure. I don't, I'm not trying to give him any flack or anything like that. It does happen. Um, you know, so she tries and tries. He finally does get his dick hard. He fucks her for five minutes or something. It's no big deal. Um, I think, God, I think I fucked her six or eight times. I just, I don't know. 
it was such a turn on for me a lot of times. And I just, I couldn't help it. I'd be like, I'm going to fuck her again. So yeah, I had sex with her at least six or eight times that night. And I don't know, Vicky seemed to kind of really like this dude for some reason, which I didn't know how to take. Sometimes I was like, well, I don't know what you're, she was really just kind of talking to him a lot on Facebook, Messenger, things like that. And I guess I was getting a little jealous about it because I told her a lot of times, I don't mind sharing the pussy, but I can't share the heart. It's just, just got to be me and you in that aspect. And I don't know, it was a little tension in there, nothing major or nothing. But anyway, we asked him to come over again. Again, he couldn't get his dick hard. And we got kind of frustrated about it. Vicky was like, yeah, never mind. It's not going to work out. We've had him over all these times. And he's just, you never can make it work. So we're just going to forget about it. And it was probably, I don't know, we, we didn't really do anything for maybe about a year or so. And I don't know, it was kind of out of the blue. Vicky was always on Facebook. She was on different groups and things like that. We hadn't done anything in a while. And she knew I had a little thing for interracial porn. I've watched a lot of interracial porn, which she knew she could look at the computer and see what I was looking at. I didn't try to hide anything. And I also like wife swap or fuck my wife, stuff like that. Just crazy stuff. But anyway, she comes to me one night and she was like, I think I found somebody I'd like to, to fool around with and maybe have a threesome if you'd be interested. And I'm like, okay, well, let's hear about it. And she starts talking about it, says, well, I'm going to call him Travis. His name's Travis. He's in the Army, and he's a black guy. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, let's just see. And we go, and she's showing me the profile, and she's showing me some conversations they've had online and stuff. And I was like, well, baby, if you're down, I'm down. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, she starts talking to him. We actually talked to him on the phone, and he was wanting to be sure he wasn't getting catfished and stuff. And so we talked to him on the phone and in that conversation that came up, we were definitely going to hook up. We we're going to make some plans. And he was wanting to know with rubbers or without rubbers. And Vicky's on the phone talking to him and she's asking me, you know, kind of, and I said, well, I don't know. How's his pullout game? And he said his pullout game was perfect. And I said, well, I'd, I'd say without rubbers in. Oh, man. And so, yeah, we, we set it up. We made at a bar. He's a really cool dude. He's a good-looking guy. He's, he's, I mentioned the, the black guy my first wife had been with. Uh, was all cut up. He was nothing like that. He was just a natural guy, not intimidating at all. Super cool. We hang out at the bar for a little bit, and I had a, I had a room, a motel room. So we go back to the room, and he had just gotten off work at the Army, whatever he did, and traveled there. So he was wanting to take a shower, and I was like, all right, well, cool. And I mentioned to him, just from the, the the failures we had faced, I really wanted this to be a good experience. So I was like, look, dude, I've got a Viagra. If you want to split with me, just to be sure everything works out tonight, I'll be, I'll be glad to give you one. And he was kind of hesitant because he was like, I don't know if I should take it or not. And he said, I'll take it just in case. So he took it, and I took the other one. And we hung out for a few minutes. He was going to take a shower. Vicky and I were going to go down there and smoke a cigarette. And... Just before he jumps in the shower, he, he, he's naked, and he looks, he turns around to me and Vicky as we're about to walk out the door, and he says, is this stuff supposed to be working that fast? And we see his cock. He was fat as fuck. His cock was fat as shit. And I was like, holy fuck. Maybe I shouldn't have gave him a damn vibe. I'm, I'm really kind of regretting this. I think I've just cut my own throat. 
Yes. And me and Vicky go back down. They had a little bar. We get us a drink. We smoke us a cigarette. Me and Vicky's holy shit, did you see his dick? And I was like, yeah, he's fat as hell. So <clears throat> we go back up. And him and Vicky start getting it on. Vicky tried to get down to, to give him head. And she couldn't get her mouth open wide enough to actually get it all the way in her mouth. So she could kind of suck on the head a little bit and lick on it some. So, um, you know, I'll kind of give him her own time and uh, he goes down and eats her out. She starts it off with the, the sex and she gets on top of him. And uh, the whole time she's saying, holy fuck, your fattest, your dick is fat as fuck. And uh, much like that video I saw, they start off a little slow. And uh, before you know it, they are, they are straight up fucking. And it was fucking incredible. This guy would take breaks. He would hit it real hard for a little while, and then he might pull off and go over and get him some water, and then I would go over there and start fucking her. But yeah, man, he this dude, he had picked her up one time and was just slamming into her, then kind of put her down on the bed, and Vicky was just shaking with orgasms. She was just, she could have multiple orgasms, and she sometimes she would tell you, she couldn't tell you for one started and one ended. It was just a multiple orgasm. So, yeah, man, we, we hung out with that dude for, uh, God, I think about two hours oh just just doing that. Yeah. And um, finally, you know, it got to where we called in the night. He walked us down to the car. Me and Vicky get in the car and tell him good night. He's going to stay in the room. And so he didn't have to drive back. So me and Vicky start driving back home. And Vicky looked at me and went, holy fuck, I'm never fucking another white boy again. And she realized what she said, and she looked at me, and she said, except for you. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's good, because that was really fucking sexy as hell. And, of course, we had, we had videotaped it and got home and let the babysitter go home. And I, I ended up crashing, but waking up two hours later, and Vicky was up looking at the video. And when I got up, she's like, oh, my God, you got to fuck me again. I've been watching the videos. That was hot as fuck. So we, we ended up having sex again. And yeah, the whole time I was thinking, man, I may have really fucked up because what if Vicky gets kind of emotionally attached to this dude or something, but cause he really gave her a pound. And I mean, I, again, I never heard her make sounds like that. It was just, it was, it was really crazy, really hot. We never did get to get hooked up with that guy again. Mm-hmm. We talked about it and it never really worked out, but that, that was kind of, Sadly, that was kind of getting towards the end of of, of our lifestyle. It was yeah. It, it wasn't long after that. It was kind of all over. But yeah, that's 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 pretty much it, Kathy. Did your wife though at that time go through menopause? I mean, I don't know if you want to get into what happened because I know that she passed. Or did she get sick after that? I mean, was it like you had another baby and she was young at the time? I mean, what happened at that point that it stopped after that guy? Well, it was, we, we didn't see that and we really, we didn't do anything for, I don't know. It must've been about six months after that. Mm -hmm. I did start to notice little things about her. She was getting anxiety. She would get anxiety real bad. Was she going through menopause, like perimenopause? I don't, I don't think so. No, because she was only, she was only like 35, 35 years old. Okay. She was young. She was still very young. Mm -hmm. And she didn't have insurance so we didn't know what was going on with her and it just kind of came quick 
but ended up being, uh, she had a problem with her liver. And but before we could really get a hold of it, it was, it was too late. Yeah, anything with the liver, I mean, because it goes out to the rest of your body. That's scary. That's awful. Yeah, and it can happen like really quick. I mean, it was like no time at all. Wow, crazy. And how? And that was six years ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, so you have, so now you think though that you are ready to get back in the action. Like, how do you see yourself getting back? into the lifestyle are you like looking to find a partner and then take it from there are you looking to go into the lifestyle as a single guy i mean like what's your plan we got five minutes what's your five minute plan <laughs> <laughs> it's actually fame my plan is anything that works i'm on some <laughs> dating sites okay. where i'm actually just trying to find a partner and maybe hopefully eventually we can get back to that point in the lifestyle they'll be down with it or mm-hmm. i'm also on adult friend finder where i'm trying to find somebody if there's couple out there just I'm, I'm really down for anything just to be honest you know uh, you know uh, I, I'm not looking to fall in love I've already had that I doubt anybody's going to compare to what I had with me and Vicky but yeah but you know I'm I, I still just feel like I got some 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 gas in the tank I've worked out some issues and I'm feeling confident about my sexual life and I would just just really would like to get back out there so I'm really just looking for anything, anything that drops in my lap, I think I'm going to take a hold of. Right, right, right. Well, you never know. You know what I mean? Listen, how old are you yeah. now, by the way, Lou? I'm I'm 54. Okay, you're 54. Nowadays, people could live till they're 94. Okay, so let's do the math. You could have 40 years. You could have five months. We don't, nobody knows how long they have, right? But let's pretend you're healthy and you're going to live your full life. You could live till you're 94. 40 years, that's a long time. I know that life goes by really super fast now. One year is quick. It's quick, right? So you got to live life. So it's good that you're back on it and you're looking to do it. You never know. You might fall in love. You might wind up with another woman. Who knows where, what's going to happen with you down the road. I think what's great is that you're finally back in the game and you feel good about yourself and you've come full circle and you have your confidence back and maybe you will fall in love. You don't know. You never know. Or maybe you're just yeah, going to have fucking know. fun. You know what I mean? And be a solo swinger. I don't know. Are you open to going to clubs and stuff like that? Yes. Yeah, I am. I haven't done it yet. I think there is actually a local swingers club here and it's kind of it's on my bucket list, my, my list of things to do. And yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But from listening to your show, I've heard about the parties and the hotel takeovers. Yeah. I think I'm going to try to get involved with that. And I don't know, just dip my toes in anything and, and see what happens. Yeah, why not? Listen, I have some really successful solo guys in the lifestyle episodes. Those are the good ones to listen to because it's not easy to navigate the lifestyle as a single guy, okay? Those are like, you're like the bottom of the totem pole, unfortunately, in that yes. world, right? Women are on the top. Yeah. It's like the alter universe. It's like in the regular world, it ain't that way. But in that world, women have all the say. They're allowed to come solo. They're like the top prize. The single guy is everyone's giving him a fucking side eye. You know what I mean? But, but it's not impossible to be successful as a single guy in the lifestyle. And I think what I have heard or what I have found from most of the single guys that I feel like you have just from talking to you I could get your vibe is if you're a fucking nice guy 
and you're a good person, like there, people are going to smell that. People know that, especially women. Women have intuition for things like that. They know a fucking douchebag from a mile away, especially older women. You know what I mean? <laughs> then yeah. those are going to be your girls. But you're going to walk in there. I could tell you're a nice guy. And so I, I think that you'll be accepted in the lifestyle. Like the nicest guys in the lifestyle are the guys that get the most girls. It's not about being the hottest guy or the guy with the biggest dicks. It's about being a nice guy because women, when it comes to men, they want to feel safe. They want to feel in control. They want to feel uh, a certain way. So a nicer guy, I think in that kind of experience where a woman is being very vulnerable and giving herself to them, being a nice guy goes a long way and it's going to get you fucking laid. Okay. So keep at it and let's see where you are a year from now. Now that you've come into your own and you're just starting, it's, it's almost like you're right at the beginning, right? It's not like you've been trying for a year and nothing's happened. I mean, you're about to start now, right? Yes. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So good luck to you. I really wish you all the best. Never well, say you. never. You don't know that you won't fall in love again. Uh, you never know. Yeah. Maybe Vicky will help bring you another girl into your life. You don't know. I believe in that. So, but keep me posted and oh, let me yes. know what goes down. Good luck with everything. And thanks so much for calling in. I haven't had to say one fucking thing this whole episode. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to well, love Kathy, it. Thank you. Thank you. I love your show. Continue doing what you're doing. I love what you're doing. I love that you listen to my show and I love that you love my show. And listen, because you've been on my show, you're going to get free access to my Discord. And listen, there's over, it's SLS now and Craigslist. I mean, there's over 1,800 people on there now, maybe more. And on Discord, you have to pay to get in there and be a Patreon member. But because you called in, I'm going to give you a free link that will get you in and you could talk to all the people on there. And on there, people post all kinds of things. People are hooking up. People are exchanging pics. Uh, there's just a lot of crazy stuff going on there so that's a good place to go and join as well so after your episode airs or once it's about to air i'm going to send you that link so you could go in and make sure to say hey i'm lou from episode whatever when you could talk to my patreon members those are my listeners too that's awesome thank you for that all right awesome thanks so much lou thanks for calling in this was great all right you take care you too bye hey everyone thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode if you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.